a small village in the United Kingdom, which from a distance seems peaceful and inviting, the kind of place you might like to live in. But take a closer look, and you will find this is a village in crisis. Hello and welcome to episode one, season three of A Village in Crisis with me, Neil McDermott, and the owner of the new go-to Mediterranean deli and coffee shop, Fred Steli in Sundbyberg, Stockholm, where he is joining us from now live, it's <coughs> Lee Phillips. Hello, Lee Phillips. Hello. Welcome to season three. Yeah, We're boy. We're on the road. And it's not some, it's some be Barry. Oh, how, how do I say it? I don't know how you said it, but you say it some be Barry. Some be Barry. Yeah, just like how you don't say, um, who's the uh, footballer, that, the Swedish footballer that played for Arsenal? Uh, Freddie Lundberg. Freddie Jumbay. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'll ask got... you how your week's been shortly, Lee, but I think first of all, we need to address the elephant in the room um what's that season three yeah yeah, yeah. why season I'm a, I'm three a, i don't know why season three i'm as surprised as you are well why surprised. season three and what's the difference between this season and season two they're the the questions uh, should we tackle the why first i'll tell you why i've decided to buy a mo- motorbike and leave you Travel. This is like page <laughs> <five movie. laughs> Not another one. I decided to. <laughs> I don't know who you're going to do this with, but um, this is my big goodbye. It's slowly killing off my hosts. Um, I'd just like to say before um, before we continue, I am sat in the shop, and I'm yeah. also sat right at the window because I parked the car out the front and I haven't paid for parking. <laughs> and there are plenty of people going past. I feel like I'm like I'm I'm recording live from the studio. Do you remember MTV used to do that um, from just off Leicester Square? Mm. MTV Select was it called? Yeah. And all the people walking did it in America as well, and they would just like go up to the window and start banging on it and stuff, wouldn't they? Yeah. When it was in London, we um, some mates of mine came down to stay with me when we were living down there and we went down to London and we my mate Sharpie pulled a Mooney and we lifted him up high and then slid his ass down the window from top to bottom while Donna Air was um introducing us <laughs> 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 how did Donna Air react to that uh did it get recorded uh well we told people we were going to do it, so they'd watched it in the pub, and then we got back to the pub to hear us welcome because it had happened. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Great times. That is good. I love a anyway, bit of, um, live sabotage. Yeah, it was the perfect live sabotage. Arse down the window, bit of a squeak as it went. Um, <laughs> like that. Right, we're moving on to season three because yes, because the previous two episodes that were detailing the story of Peter Popoff and Clive Crybaby were so explosive, so riveting, so unbelievable that we talked about ending the pod altogether, going out on a high, and in my case, going into hiding. Um, but we couldn't do that, could we, Lee? To the the loyal listeners. To the, um, to the now hundreds of listeners and downloaders, yes. we yes. Uh, we cannot do that to you. We're here for you. We we want to do season three. We have a lot of interesting stuff to talk about, and the village is still in crisis. Clearly, it is. Uh, so um, the the best thing for us to do was to reset and start again. Um, hmm. No, and we can. We might never have such an insane story to report on, but that's fine. Of course we will. Yeah, we definitely will. But we, we needed will. to make season three different anyway, didn't we? Um, yeah. And how do we do that? We hear the listeners ask collectively as they mow their lawn, walk their dog, 
perhaps have a shit. Um, Four hour episodes. Four hour episodes. No. Season three is going to be littered with bonus episodes. Um, yeah. Are they, are they um, free bonus episodes? They are free bonus episodes to our loyal listeners. Um, so what we want to do is we want to hear your reactions to each episode. So whether it's a reaction to a thread, uh, to picking up on either a mistake me or Lee have made, or maybe by sending a thread in from your community that's got parallels to the one that we've just reported on. And each episode, bonus episode, will be about 30 minutes long and might even have a jingle. Oh, we love a jingle. Um, Lee, my, shall I I'll give you a... Oh, go on. I was just going to say, when I was having troubles with my Wi-Fi last week, mm. or, or, yeah, last week it was, wasn't it? Um, I listened back to the episode that we recorded, the last one of season two, and yeah. you did a bit of filling in there for 10 minutes or so. Yeah. And you did a little jingle. Mm. I think that's going to be the jingle. I was going to say, is that as good as it gets when it comes to the jingle? Because yeah. I know you asked me what I thought about it, and I said, yeah, it was brilliant. But I was stressed and didn't <laughs> have time. <laughs> I didn't have time to send a long message to sort of let you down lightly to say it was absolutely awful. OK, so a bit of work on the jingle. A bit of work on the jingle. I think we, we uh, need to invest perhaps in a professional to do a jingle. Professional jingler. Well, when Danny Minogue gets back to me, I'll ask her if she wants to help out with that. Well, that'd be good, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll ask Natalie Cassidy. She might be listening now. Natalie, do you know anyone that can make a jingle? Hello, Natalie. How you doing? You all right? A village in crisis. Um, in terms of feedback to a thread, shall I give you some an example, Lee, of mm. the kind of feedback we've had? we've had to an episode <laughs> go on then well, um, i feel this, like i know what's going to happen <laughs> <laughs> uh this no you don't this, this is coming from uh, billy big nose right. um and he said can you tell lee that the bars on his laptop indicate the connection quality between his router and his device it doesn't represent his broadband speed the problem is likely his and to hold his hands up and accept responsibility Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Billy Big Nose. Um, what's he saying? The, the bars on the, so the the curved. Yeah. So you've got the one, two, three, four bars. Yeah. That are sort of like curved at the top and on the way down to a dot, yeah? Yeah. That's not me in, that's my Wi-Fi that, connection. That's it? the connection quality between your device, so your laptop and your mm-hmm. router. But it doesn't represent your broadband speed. Oh, okay. Um, this guy, oh, thanks for pointing it out to me. I didn't know that, obviously, mm. because uh, now you've. But whatever, fuck off. Did you want? To, he, he goes on. Oh fuck! <laughs> I, I was. I knew I was right to swear at him. Gone. Also, I bought his cannoli in Corfu. Oh, and cannoli is already plural. Saying cannolis is a bit like saying cakeses or cookieses. Worth noting in the unlikely event that Lee ever sells more than one cannoli. Fuck me. This guy <laughs> sounds like a right ball breaker. What an absolute know-it-all. Sitting there at home going on about cannoli cannolis. I would like to know what he does for a job. Did you know that cannoli is already plural? Or do you dispute that? I don't know if I dispute it or not. I'll admit that I didn't. If it's true, I didn't know it. Mm. Um, is it in the same way that octopus and octopi? Is there so cannoli is or is there a, a singular for cannoli or is that also cannoli? I think it's one, like sheep and sheep. I was just going to say. I was just going to use the example sheep. One sheep, two sheep. Mm. Um, okay thanks thanks for pointing out I mean I guess this is the sort of feedback you'll get from this pod from these sort of people but the people that listen are going to be pedantic 
Yeah. And they um, might have big noses. Why did you call him Billy Big Nose? Uh, because I know the person. He's got a big nose. Okay. Do I know the person? You do. All right. I think I know who it is as well. <laughs> Just by the little grin on your face. <laughs> All right. I'll take anyway, it so listeners, you see where we you see where we're going with the with the bonus episodes. Uh, so that's the kind of electric content we want in from you. Um, Lee, how's your week been? My week has it's been good. It's been all right. I know I told you the story about um, uh, working at the restaurant being being like oh like I thought <laughs> I thought it was because I had like some form of fever that mm. I was all sweaty and so I got my wife to buy me a, a nice new crisp white shirt for the shift I did on Friday and I took it nice and easy getting out of the car walking up to the shop so I didn't overheat <laughs> right only this restaurant is the problem it's not the fact that you've got a cold or a fever or it's hot out there is no it's like an airplane before they turn off the turn on the engines Ooh. i was i was fucking sweating in places that i haven't sweated before and this was even worse because the shirt that sarah bought me was mm. like quite a thin material it wasn't the most expensive shirt let's put it that way right it looked like tracing paper that poor water oh no it. i was fucking roasting my whole back was just wet <laughs> wet i'm not even gonna lie about it it was i mean there were and it was a friday night and it went a monday i couldn't like get away with it there were people everywhere how and long we, until someone picks you up on this at this restaurant and says look lee hey lee we need to speak about the sweating issue no i i had to, i just owned it straight off i just went that's that's not attractive I'm is everyone else sweating it. yeah but do you know what i've been out of the game for a couple of months and there are there are tricks and tips to all this where I looked around at them and they all had on thicker shirts, mm. nicer, crisper shirts, and they were all wearing vests underneath for this Clever. very reason. So I know I knew, know what to do for the next shift I have there if I ever get one. So you take the heat, you absorb the heat, you double down on the heat, you wear the vest. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not, this isn't news to me. I've had white vests before, specifically for wearing underneath a white shirt. Standard practice. Um, the other problem I had, and uh, I don't know, I seem to have this problem quite a lot, that, that I get a lot of chafing in mm. my undercarriage. You once sent me a photo of the bit between your upper thigh and your bollocks to i've got that photo i could put that on uh, the socials if you'd like <laughs> no one needs to see that but i yeah a couple of months ago i had um i had it so that picture i sent you yeah i actually had to two two days off work because i physically couldn't walk i was sitting at home waiting for everyone to go to work so i could sit naked with pseudocreme on the inside of my thighs and i was just flapping it <laughs> with a magazine <laughs> <laughs> like jab of the heart it, when he's not filming oh it was i don't know i mean now now i use uh full-on um what's it called uh That's baby right. powder mm. oh baby powder dry it out big time right but um yeah so the weekend's been a bit another thing for my week right yeah i have discovered doja cat Okay. And I absolutely fucking love her. It's all I'm listening to at the moment. Okay. Where have you been the last few years? Well, not listening to Doja Cat, but I I did this. I took my favourite song. Yeah. At, at the moment, I'm playing a lot by Doja Cat. It's called Rules. Okay. I don't and know this song. But. No, I'm going to read you. Um, I'm going to read you what she says in this, right? Okay. And I want you to just tell me what you think she's on about. Okay. Okay. You listening? Yeah. 
said, play with my pussy, but don't play with my emotions. Emotions. Mm-hmm. If you spend some money, then maybe I just might fuck you. Fuck you. When I shake that ass, I'm going to do this shit in slow motion. Motion. You got a whole lot of cash and, you know, I want it. Want it. Play with my pussy, but don't play with my emotions. Emotions. <laughs> Look, I don't think there's a great deal of reading between the lines there. <laughs> what you Something about her cat. <laughs> what are you saying she's out after there? Uh, she's after some pussy-related action. And she doesn't want to be toyed with. She doesn't want to be toyed with. She doesn't mind getting fucked. Right. Having sex, right? Yeah. But she doesn't... If feelings start to develop... Yeah. She doesn't want you mucking around with those things. You treat her with respect, right? Yeah. She says to you, right, I'm kind of like falling in love with you. Like you're, you're the fucking you're putting on me, that is mm. impressive. I love it. <laughs> I'm starting to love you. You can't then turn around and like drag that away from her. You can. Then you're messing with her emotions, emotions. Yeah, and that, <laughs> and that is one of her key rules. But going on to the second part of it, if you spend yeah. some money, then maybe I might just fuck you, right? So we're yeah. not getting to the. You can play with a pussy, but you've got to spend some money. She's. It's almost saying, right, the fucking will happen. Yeah, but I want a and nice then, meal first. Or is she a hooker? You've got to spend some money. She's not stipulating where the money's being spent. Like, right. does she want jewellery or handbags? Or does she want just to go out for a nice deal? Or just her? cash up front? Or does she just want cash stuffed straight down in her pants? Um, when I shake that ass, I'm going to do this shit in slow motion. motion. Yeah. So she's she's just saying that there's, there's stuff on offer here. Yeah, it's almost like like she's she's said here. This is what you this is what's happening, but I'm this is how I'm going to lead you to that bit. But in she's a strong and independent woman, Lee. Yeah, she says you got a whole lot of cash. Yeah, you know I want it, want it. You'd be buzzing to know that you were her number one number one fan. I reckon. I mean, that song. I reckon that's sexual. Yeah, I think you might be right. <laughs> I think you're onto something. That's my guess. I've got something to tell you. Do you want to know how my week has been? I was just going to ask. It's not a one-way traffic. How was your mm-hmm. week, Neil? Well. Lee, you know that I would do anything for the success of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to like this. Go on. I saw an advert for a mm-hmm. Beat the Gong comedy show in Cambridge. Okay. Do you know the concept of a Beat the Gong show? Is it like a timed thing where if they think you're good enough, you get to stay up there doing your skit? Yeah. Yeah, so the, what it was, you get five minutes, and mm. in the crowd, they hand out three X cards. And if all three mm. cards are held up, you're off. Okay, so all the people sat around, the person with the X card are probably going, nudging get them. Get it up, it's fucking shit, get him off. Yeah. Okay, um, go on. They also, they're allowed to heckle and shout from minute one uh, from mm. the moment you start but the cards aren't allowed to come up <laughs> for the minute like until a minute's gone the cards can't come up but from the moment you start they can heckle you okay but after minute one's done can they do they stop heckling you or no 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 in? so for the whole time they can heckle you but the cards can't come up until you've been up there for a minute okay. but um they said so it's this comedy like producing company and they said that if you win then you get to do some of their shows. And I thought, well, this is perfect. If I'll, I'll go on, I'll win. Um, and then I'll put an act together based on Village and Crisis and use it as a promotional exercise for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I entered. Yeah. And you won. Furthermore, I recorded the audio on my phone. No. Did you win? Do you want to hear it? Yeah. How long do you think I was up there for? Five minutes max. 
Did you win? Hold on. Let me work out and see if I can. We can analyse the. We can analyse the show. Hold on. Let me see if I can share audio. Otherwise, did you, this might have to be next week. Did you get? Did you get cut straight after one minute? Can I just give you a bit of content? <laughs> there was. <laughs> I just want before you start. Right. I've had this discussion with you before. I think you're very brave. I'm sitting here. I'm 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 absolutely loving the fact that you got roasted and didn't survive. But I'm also a little bit disappointed. I'm, like, I'm a complex person. I I feel so sorry for you, but I'm also very happy that you crashed and burned. There were nine acts in total. All right. And there was a guy. There was a people in the front row who. I would describe as fucking scumbags. Like absolutely horrible. Chicken like, was in a, a basket. Oh, big chicken in a basket type people. Mm. They were neck in pints, uh, this couple, so a man and a woman were neck in pints. When they put their pints down, bearing in mind they're sitting in the front row of a comedy show, just started getting off of each other. Like oh. massively getting off of each other. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I love it when people get off with each other like that. I stare. I openly stare. I go closer. I go closer. And if they go, what are you, what are you doing? I go, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, so there was openly this du- gawk at them. Dutch guy on a couple before me called Jeroen, uh, I think it was called. And he was about six foot six. And his act was around being a big, tall Dutch guy. Mm-hmm. Now, these two inbreds might <laughs> suggest mm-hmm. the moment he got up, he said a couple of things. They were going boring, fucking boring, like just screaming it. Right. The bloke's trying to do his thing. And they're going, yeah, we're fucking bored. We're bored. <laughs> and I was just sitting there waiting for my turn, thinking, oh, my God. <laughs> what am I what am I coming into? Also, what was unbelievable is people had travelled from all over to go in this five minute, because it was in Cambridge. So I thought, oh, it's in Cambridge. I'll go and do it. People have travelled to Market Harborough, London, Northampton, Norwich to come in this. So absolute maximum, you've got five minutes. But worst case scenario, you've got a minute and then all the yeah. cards are going up. Jerome was up for a minute, 10 seconds. And then boom, boom, boom. <laughs> this fucking feral couple <laughs> pounded him off and then eyeballed everyone. But was, he, was, he, was he off after a minute and 10 seconds because he basically folded under the pressure in the first ten minute and couldn't deliver any further. He, couldn't, he, he, he never got a chance to get going, I'd say, in his defence, but he didn't cope. If I'd got that level of abuse that he got, I would have just turned around and gone, you know what, fuck this. Like, the act stops then. <laughs> 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 and I would have just called him out and said, you two are horrible. How, how about just standing there for one minute with your arms out, yeah. sort of like Liam Gallagher style, going, come on then. And they're just beckoning them on. Yeah. And just taking that abuse for one minute and then just boom, start your thing. Straight in. Well, let me see well, if I can. You've already a minute in and then you're. Uh... I'll see if I can share it and we can analyse. Hold right. on. Okay. Can you see that screen? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll press play and you tell me if you can hear it, okay? Go on then. Can you hear that? No. Can you hear a crowd clapping at all? Or... No. Mm, okay, let me. You can't hear that? No. Right, hold on. Mm. Let me see what else I can do here. So. Oh, we could be in for a disappointment nearly might have to be next week you definitely have to edit this bit now well no it will, it will keep them coming back so i'm sharing screen how do i share my audio ah oh, i'm gonna have to work out how to do it i thought it'd be really easy all right 
Just, oh, uh, include, oh, 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 include computer sound. Right. Okay. Sorry. Tell me if you can hear this. Hear that? Right. You're not hearing that. No. Oh, that's disappointing. But we can talk. We can talk about it next week, then, can't we? We can absolutely. I, yeah. While you were doing that, I was just um, looking up some more Doja Cat lyrics. Oh yeah, what you got? Nothing that comes close to the genius of the last rules. Can you still see my screen? Right, can you see um, that? No. Mm. Very strange, yeah, isn't there? Right, well, I think, Neil, I'm going to have to edge you along here and you're going to have yeah. to tell tell us and we'll include... Oh, we'll do, it, gonna, we'll do it next week this and is, This is what it. you're going to do. You're going to edit out this, okay? You are going to edit out. And we are going to hear from you now about how it went. And then we'll listen to the, the footage on Wednesday. Okay. Well, I'm not going to edit any of that out, but I, I'll take your... <sighs> Right. We'll talk about it next. We'll do it on Wednesday. We'll do the whole thing on Wednesday because I, I want to stop it and start it so you can analyse it and you can talk about what's good and what's bad because you'll enjoy okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hello, listeners. It's Neil from the future here. Uh, I've just listened back to this week's episode and realised just how flat it is. This is about the halfway point, and I would warn you that as we get to the upcoming threads, they get flatter. I'd played a game of football on Sunday, was dehydrated, and I think it comes across in the episode. And I think if you think it's been painful to this point, it probably only goes down from downhill from here. So here's a little warning for you. Feel free to carry on listening, but don't expect the good stuff. Um, if you wish, you can just knock it on the head here and join us next week for Village in Crisis. We'd love to know what you choose to do. A Village in Crisis. Let's move on then to the to the thread this week. Um, and we had such an explosive week last week, didn't we? I thought we should get back to like back to the mundane a little because a lot of what goes on in the village, you know, it's just day to day gripes and grumbles. You know, you can't always have people going around threatening people, can you? Saying PM me again and you'll fucking know about it. <laughs> Uh, God, my cheeks still hurt from laughing about that one. So this week, it, it's been a bad week for the co-op. So this for the threads, co-op. yeah, for the co-op. Yeah, that's the local convenience store. I'm fully aware. Uh, Doreen Detective starts. She says, "Police at the co-op this morning. Blue tape across. Do not enter. Window smashed. So not open." Hmm. She sent that at 7.41 a.m. Sounds like something went down. She's had the disappointment. You know, when you wake up and you want a bowl of cornflakes or something and then Mm. you're out of milk and she's thought, shit, I'm going to have to go down to the co-op. Got to the co-op. Can't get in. But you do have the excitement of being the first person to report that it's been smashed up. What would you you rather? uh, Get your milk or see the... Give my milk. (laughs) (laughs) Give my milk. And that's not because, like, I I worry about people being hurt or anything like that. Honestly, that doesn't bother me. The inconvenience of not getting my milk from a cornflakes or my coffee or whatever. Yeah. That would... would, I had to do exactly the same this morning. It can ruin your morning. There was no milk at home and I was just like, oh, fuck, you I need milk. Got to have milk. So I had to drive to the shop to pick up some milk. The the worst one is when you boil the kettle, you prep your tea or coffee, you're halfway through making it, then you go to the fridge to get the milk out. No milk. Oof. I mean, if there's some cream in there, 
even if it's like well, emergency, 40, yeah, but 40% yeah. cream, like for, for cook, making cakes and stuff, that, that can go in there. I've even looked at sour cream a bit, like funny ones. Sideways, can, I have a... sour, can, can that, will that work? And, and the answer is always no. Steve Psychic responds to Doreen, they will soon fit metal shutters to stop this. So what's happened? The window's been broken. The window is being smashed. There is blue tape across saying, do not enter. So a break-in is what A break-in, yeah. A Paula Puzzled comes in. Wow, I wonder why it's such a popular target. Has it been hit before? It has been hit before. There was a good one, well, not good for them, but about a year and a half ago, they had a cash machine just by the front doors and someone smashed through the front doors, hooked it all up in chains and then just wrenched it out Hmm. on the chains, but then didn't load it onto the back of a truck or anything, just drove off, dragging the cash point down the... uh, down the street. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how long it took them to catch them. Well, they got away. They got to, um, I'd say, about a mile from the co-op, stopped, got the cash point, then onto another vehicle that must have been planned Wait pickup in. point, and then just set fire to the car that they'd done it with. Oh, did they ever get caught? I don't know. So there's a bit of thinking. I watched um, a car back into the Gucci store in the middle of Stockholm window early morning, like right. sort of four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. Back in, I stood there and watched the whole uh, robbery unfold. And they, I can't say they were too professional. They just got the car reversed in at high speed smashed the window and just leaned in and started just grabbing anything they could grab did you go um, in with the pretense of seeing what happened after they'd gone into his pocket a tie and a pair of cufflinks <laughs> <laughs> i love the fact that you think if i go into the gucci store it's to get myself stuff <laughs> <laughs> what a couple um, of christmas presents <laughs> <laughs> i'd be getting handbags and purses for all the girls but yeah, they got caught a bit further down the road. I mean, there's police everywhere in Stockholm. It was such a stupid move. Una update comes in. Just been there. Tape around the door. Chap in co-op van waiting to go in after police have finished. Told me there was a burglary early hours of this morning. So you were good on that. You you picked that up. And mm. the shop will probably be uh, probably be closed till late afternoon. <sighs> What's that what I'm going to do? Why is it taking that, so long to reopen the shop? Um, depends what's been stolen, I guess. Mm. Actually, I don't know if that makes sense, like what I just said. Or well, maybe presume, the fingerprinting and DNA checking and shit like that. I didn't think that they'd bother with all that. Like, literally, I don't know if I'm the only person, but I don't think I expect anything from the police anymore. I don't even think there's any crimes that the police that I couldn't turn around and say, well, what do you expect? They're understaffed and underfunded. Yeah. And they are, aren't they? That's the that's the issue. Yeah. And, you know, the ones that are at work are out there murdering and raping people anyway. <laughs> well, not all of them. Just want to put that out of there. Don't want to get the pod in trouble. but No, but one or two of them. One or um, two of them are definitely out there stalking raping and murdering members of the public thank you lee for your mm-hmm. insightful insightful view on on the police mm. on that thin blue line <laughs> i'm sure they're doing the best they can lucy lacks perspective comes in that's mm. so incredibly sad is it Please. Is it incredibly sad? <laughs> Someone smashed the window of co-op and gone in and taken something. 
Okay, well, I have a. I'm sitting in my own shop here, right? And yeah. I, I know what an absolute ball ache it is to start something as simple as this up. Yeah. Right? And and pay the money that I've paid to have, you know, the logos on the windows and you know all the nice stuff on the shelves. And I thought out about where I'm going to put everything, and I'm just trying to make something nice for the community, right? I'm not sure you could say the same about the co-op, but at one point there must have been somebody behind it with the same thought process. Mm. And I would describe it as incredibly sad if somebody smashed a window at Fred's Deli. Well, yeah, okay, okay. So, I mean, your flippant and inconsiderate response just now doesn't really do, you know, the comment justice. I think she had a point. It is sad. Not for everyone, sad for some. Okay, incredibly sad? Incredibly sad for fewer than some. If you saw that you're, you know, that little supermarket place near your, uh, yeah. near your house. If you saw that that window had been smashed, would you think, my God, that's incredibly sad? No. Do you know what I would think? And I'm going to put this out there. I, I think the owner of that shop is a sex pest. And I <laughs> and I would have thought to myself, oh, look, somebody's upset with him. That's right. what I would think. Well, that I'm not even going to. Yeah. But let's what I would like to ask you is um, what would you class for, for sort of perspective sake? What would you personally class as incredibly sad? Uh, like the recent earthquake in Morocco. That's incredibly sad. I'm not laughing at the earthquake. I'm just laughing at the fact that you've painted yourself as that sort of person. I've gone nuclear. That you thought that I don't think that, mm, whatever I say is going to be wrong. But, <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. We had so, a minute silence for that today at the start of our football game. Um, because the team we were playing against had a couple of Moroccan players playing for him and they asked if I could do a minute silence. And I said, yes, of course we can. It's incredibly sad. Fucking hell. Anything else? Well, anything else is incredibly sad. Yeah, yeah. You? That's a shame. Here I am just trying to give a bit of clarity, a bit of perspective to this, Fred. And you're calling me incredibly sad. And not in a sort of way where I'm sort of sitting here crying, just you think that I'm sad, like my life's pathetic or something. I want to hear your take on the next comment. Go on. Okay. Yeah. It's from Larry Listener. Mm. Now, I've called him Larry Listener because I know that this person is one of our longest serving listeners to the podcast. All right. I also, yeah, I also know that he doesn't live around here. Okay. So he's joined the Facebook page to act as his own little voyeur and to chuck mm. odd comments in now and again. <laughs> now, do you think that's commendable or do you think it's irresponsible? Well, there are two ways of looking at this. The first way of looking at it is, does it make our podcast less genuine because we have a mole on the inside, so to speak? Mm. Or... Does it add just, I mean, we're now, we've gone out there with that information, so we're not hiding anything. No. We haven't, we haven't, you know, placed that person there. They've done it of their own free will. Um, I'm all for it. Yeah, that was my take. I'm, I'm quite pleased that they've chosen to add to the content that we, uh, that we analyse on a weekly basis. And he's, he's come in with uh, just a little throwaway joke anyway. Mm. Um, he said, I know their prices are criminal, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but did, uh, <laughs> did that get any comments? Like, well, at the time of screenshotting, hold on, let me have a look at the actual thread, because at the time of screenshotting, there were no comments and no likes, but let me go back to that thread and see if I can find it. 
got them all saved on my phone, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, I'm there. It's five days ago. Mm-hmm. You know what? No comments, no likes. I bet there's like a collective head shaking at that. <laughs> it was actually the last comment on that thread. Oh, that's a shame. But I, I said it's been a bad week for the co-op. Um, and that week, been, con- that week continues. Brian Basket starts a new mm. thread. Yep. Have you wondered why there is a shortage of baskets in the co-op? When I asked if they were being refurbished, I was told they were stolen capital letters. Apparently, it's happening all the time. People take the shopping out in a basket and don't return them. I was horrified to hear this, as if the staff haven't got enough to put up with. What can we do to help? So they're paying for the shopping, putting the shopping into bags and then using the basket as a... A vessel to take, yeah. I don't get it. Why don't they just carry the bags? I don't know. Also, that's not apparently it's happening all the time. People take the shopping out in a basket and don't return them. What do they do with the baskets then? Just throw them away? Or? I don't know. I mean, if I was in the business of stealing baskets, I'd take it back with me next time and reuse it. What could you use that basket for? A travel pot for a gerbil. I watched a documentary once mm. uh, about, um, amongst other things, feeders and right. people who have fetishes of um, larger people um, and and the sexual... Um, Prolifications? Well, just the fact that they, they find them sexually attractive. Mm-hmm. And I there was a part of this documentary was this this guy skinny guy took a very large woman out to a barn yeah and he had like a um eames chair made of like wicked wire right and he sat her in that in that and gave her like a massive bag of mcdonald's and he was taking pictures of her while with like the flesh pushing through the the gaps in the wicker chair well, it wasn't wicker, it was made of metal. But, oh, right, yeah, like chicken wire. Chicken wired sort of chair. And and she was eating Big Macs whilst he was taking pictures. And I'll tell you what, that guy really fucking loved that. Really? Yeah. And I just wonder maybe these baskets are being used for something similar. Yeah, for like one big butt cheek. Oh, well, I don't know. Just... I don't know. I don't know. That's why I just put it out there. It's an interesting documentary. I mean, some people are into the weirdest things. They are. But the people you know, that are listening to this might be kinky as they come. Do you know what horseplay is? Uh, I thought it was just general falling around. No, horseplay is a term for uh, people who get sexual attraction from pretending to be horses. There are like proper stables you can go to where mm. if your female partner, it's usually the female partner that wants to be the horse. Yeah. And they they can like strap them up with like a harness and they can pull you along on the on the little trap. You can yeah. lightly whip them or whip them hard if you like. Um, and then you like they have like the bit in their mouth and everything. Yeah. And then you take them back into the stables, into their box. And then you 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 then comb their hair. Do they shit on the floor in hay and you <laughs> clean it up? They didn't. Uh, that, that I'm not aware of. But no. they go into sort of like a trance, a trance. So when you comb in their hair, they're yeah. there going. <laughs> and for people who are sort of new to this horseplay, they go yeah. to these sort of camps. You have like an instructor there saying. She's still she's still a bit uh, vulnerable because she's coming out of her trance. So take it easy with her, and she's sort of like stamping her foot into the the floor like this, going, Ooh. and then they go back to their room and fuck. 
Tina Trolley comes in. <laughs> Two co-op trolleys seen dumped along the road last year. That's why there's only a few. Okay. Barry Bullshit comes in. He's calling bullshit on their story about the, uh, the baskets being stolen. They've been telling me that for three years. You'd think that they'd refill them, wouldn't you? You would. Do you remember when what? But the, when I said that they were metal, that was just me thinking those baskets back when I was a kid at the co-op were metal, weren't they? With like a little blue plastic yeah, yeah. handle. No, they're, they're black it. plastic now. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. That's why I went off on a tangent with my uh, uh, sex, fetish. sex fetish with the, the, the larger body people. Body Fiona people. Fiction comes in. She says, it was reported once that a Sainsbury's trolley was found at Malaga Airport. If it's not nailed down, someone's going to nick it. Well, nice. Fiona, it, that didn't happen. What, the uh, shopping trolley going to Malaga Airport? Yeah. Maybe they had a Sainsbury's in Malaga. Perhaps. I went to the Gambia when I was 19 with yeah. a couple of mates. And we went out into the local, uh, what's it called? Town? Well, village. And all the little corrugated roofed uh, huts that sold like their wooden um, carvings and whatnot. Mm -hmm. They all had the names of uh, supermarkets and shops that that were famous, like Sainsbury's, and they had a Harrods and a Waitrose and a Tesco. And I'll tell you what about those uh, huts. There's a fake floor in some of them. Right. And the wood carving thing is just the front. They got all kinds of shit underneath that floor and it goes the whole, whole way under all the other shops. What kind of shit? Sainsbury's trolleys? Cigarettes. Co-op baskets. Cigarettes. Uh Drugs. Yeah. Guns. Wow. How How do you know? Because we went down the little ladder and I picked out a shed load of bends in the hedges. So yeah. people aren't really buying those big, like, dark wood statues to take home? Well, I bought one of them as well. We got so ripped off. And it stunk <laughs> as well. It absolutely stunk. I bought one of a parrot. My mum still got it in her back garden. Nineteen, you're out of your comfort zone. You're going to get done over. Uh, look, <laughs> Especially Lucy, in in West Africa. Yeah, yeah, you're totally out of your comfort zone. Uh, Lucy, last thread comes in. Um, is the co-op open? Lucy, we were discussing the breaking in the last thread. This is about missing baskets. Uh, no one's going to respond to that. This is slim pickings, isn't it? This uh, these threads. Well, like I said, this is the um, this is it. This is day to day in the village. It's not every day. It's not going to be Peter Pop 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 Off. No, but um, okay. So what what's what's being said really about the baskets? Where are we get hold on, to hold on. We're gonna we're gonna get to a point. You've you've got to uh, you've got to be patient with these threads, Lee. Mm, mm. So Ian Iceland comes in. He says, apparently Iceland have put security tags on washing powder. What has the world come to? Well, the world's come to a point where people are stealing washing powder, obviously. Yeah. Coffee, you you have to go beyond the counter to get coffee now. Really? Yeah. It's it's there with the razor blades, condoms. Um, Condoms behind the counter as well, are they? Yeah. I think it's a people would rather nick them than be embarrassed by buying them. Right. Kind of problem. Well, I, I suppose people nick things that they've got, they can resell, that have got a decent value to resell. Batteries. Batteries was always the one at my dad's shop. People forever nicking batteries. That had to go beyond yeah. the counter in the end. What do you mean? You had to go beyond the counter? No, the, the batteries had to go beyond the counter. Oh, the okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My um, dad caught someone, um, I was in in the shop working behind the counter 
and they had cameras up in the office and my dad and the deputy manager clocked this guy like loading loads of batteries into his bag so they came out and they went on like a pincer movement of this bloke and my dad could always like he could handle himself a bit my dad so he went from one side and then roger the deputy manager went from the other side got him by an arm each like that's it mate you're bang to rights this guy was insanely strong he flipped <laughs> so they had one arm each with with each arm he flipped them both over like a judo flow so they landed on their backs what in <laughs> mental and then legged it out uh in that situation you've got to be happy that you that he's just legging it and not going yeah. you lay down to me i'm having you well me and my mate clarky um i picked up a sellotape uh dispenser you know those old sellotape dispensers mm, i picked one of those up heavy one yeah and then my mate clarky it was before you had um card machine so you used to have what's called a pdq machine that you put your card in and had carbon paper that went yeah, yeah. over it do you remember those and they were heavy as well so we jumped like we grabbed those and we jumped over the counter and chased him out of the shop like thought like because we were 17 18 at the time thinking we'll sort this out thankfully we didn't catch the bloke he was gone <laughs> <laughs> and then the police came and then um they uh showed us a video of him in his like hostel thing or when he was in a cell somewhere just doing um chin-ups on his door frame just with his fingertips just fingertip <laughs> chin-ups on his door frame what were the police showing you that going you had a narrow escape boys yeah that's exactly what they're saying when you had a very oh, narrow escape there yeah. thank you i i uh when i worked in this little um I worked at an ask yeah uh in oxford when i was like oh, 17 18. was it the first what, ask in the country no no oh. that was the browns i, I worked oh at, yeah so yeah one. but i looked into that actually it was the second one there was a pilot one in london Covent Garden. Well, whatever anyway Being in it is shit yeah it's proper dog shit they're all shit really aren't they you were right anyway um so I'm working his ask. One evening, this guy comes in, big bloke, right? You remember the actor from Lockstock? Which one? The what's his name? Um, Lenny McLean. Oh yeah. If you don't want to be carrying the fingers you haven't got, yeah, yeah. get rid of my guns, like that guy, right? He was like that, right? He walked in, and he was so lovely. And he comes in on his own, real busy Friday night, and he sits down. And I do that. Well, you've been trained there, like to go for the sort of checklist of, no, oh, sir, would you like anything to start the evening with? Well, I yeah. have a nice like lager. I might, I'll bring that over for you. Been serving this guy for about an hour and a half, going for all the stuff. He's having extra garlic bread. The dough balls are on the side. He started with, you know, a nice little salad. Oh, yeah, try, I tell you what, mate, you're really good at your job. Like, yeah, I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the pizza comes out, he's got a bit of sal- He's having some tiramisu afterwards. At the end of all, he just gets up and just waltzes out the door. Right. And someone goes, Lee, he's leaving. Has he paid? I went, no, he ain't. And I go running out there. I go, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. You haven't paid your bill. He wheels on me. Oh, you fucking want some, do you? You fucking <laughs> cat. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and I, looking back now, I'm like, yeah, what did you expect? Yeah. But then I was like, I can't believe where this is coming from. You were lovely a minute ago. <laughs> so I picked up the biggest, you know, those massive bloody uh, pepper uh, yeah. meal. I picked that up and I'm out there going, come on in. And I was trying to, I mean, it was just on, <laughs> on the high street. With Lenny McLean. Yeah. And he's swinging at me. I'm ducking underneath his massive bear-like paws, and I'm like holding up this massive one-meter-long pepper meal, right. and I'm there going, "Somebody, excuse me, if, can you just call the police?" There are always police going down that road, apart from that night, right? And then the manager of the store comes in and goes, "Lee, just let him go, just let him go." Oh, I know he pays fucking bill, and no one was backing me up, no one. So in the end, I had to back off, but. You know, what just, you like oh, hold on, I'm just going to file that 
hold on let me just get my file i'll keep a file for things that haven't happened so i'm just going to put that in that file so things that haven't happened lee did not swing a pepper mill at lenny mclean at the front of ask it wasn't lenny mclean it was somebody who was as big and looked like him you said it was lenny mclean no i didn't you said the guy i said do you remember the guy from Lockstock? yeah yeah and i said it's like it he was like him I said to you at one point, I said McLean. Lenny McLean, and you said, yeah, and I mean, yeah. yeah, that's right. I meant he was as, but you'd listen back to this. I never said it was Lenny McLean. <laughs> Why would I be getting into a fight with Lenny McLean? Well, that's what I was wondering. And a, 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 a gangster turned actor who I believe is probably serving prison time for murder. What now? Well, according to his book, I think it was manslaughter, mm-hmm. actually. This guy also fed uh, people he didn't like uh, ground up glass. Lenny McLean or the guy from Ask? <laughs> One of the same. No, Lenny McLean, the real Lenny McLean. Yeah. So Jose they... Hadinoff comes in mm-hmm. and he says... If you put self-serve tills in and have the staff at the back of the shop filling shelves and in the stockroom, then people are either not going to pay or walk out with baskets. Even if they have a security tag on them, the staff won't intervene. Bring back the tills with staff who are then a deterrent. Well, firstly, I don't think staff members should ever be the deterrent for theft. No, it's not there. It's not there. It's too much to put on a person. Well, you, no, not, the, everybody, not everybody's going to go out there and fight somebody who's the size of Lenny McLean. No, or, or may even be Lenny McLean. Well, Peter, Peter pretty much right responds to Jose and says, love the cult with all my heart, but savings made and profits accrued from reduced staffing levels should be dedicated to, to a security guard straight away. Protection of staff is paramount. Prevention of tea leaf activity and added bonus. So he agrees with you. Yeah. But then I wouldn't have security in there either. No? No. I think one thing uh, sort of spirals out of control and helps the, the other to, like, it's almost like, like in America with the problems they have with guns. Yeah. Well, everyone's supposed to have guns now, like teachers. Give teachers guns, half them are saying. Well, that ain't going to, you know, just take guns away from all the other people. So you think you need to get to the root cause of the problem rather than putting security on the door in a village co-op? Yeah, security on the local village co-op sounds kind of out there, right? A bit drastic, in my opinion. Yeah, it does. I mean, people should be going to the lovely little village co-op and being able to go in there and buy their pot noodles without having to worry about it. But there yeah. will be people that are stealing stuff just for the kicks. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Remember that. that chef? There was a chef, wasn't there? Like a celebrity chef. Was it Anthony Warrell Thompson? I better look that up so it's not. Wasn't he? Remember? He was the drunk, wasn't he? Mm, Warrell don't know. Thompson was always on the wine money on TV. I don't know. Warrell Thompson. Um, thief. Looks like a little gnome. Yeah. Didn't he? Is he dead? No, I don't think so. Yeah, in 2012, he was caught shoplifting cheese and wine. <laughs> he knew what he wanted. Yeah. There are small things that you can always, like, if you've got some, like, bags in your shopping trolley, and you might pick up, like, I don't know, a cinnamon stick or a vanilla <laughs> pod. Yeah. You just throw it into the trolley. So it happens to land in one of the bags. Oh, I you know, didn't see that happen. Stuff that you would kind of resent paying for. Saffron. <laughs> Expensive stuff. The Ready Steady Cook star was cautioned by police after he was caught stealing from the Tesco store in Henley-on-Thames, Oxfordshire. The former armor celebrity Get Me Out of Here contestant, whose restaurant business had been hit by recession, was caught using a self-scanning till on Friday 6th of January. A camera had been set up after he was spotted by staff not paying for some low value items 
on a total of five occasions. He was stopped by the guards leaving the store in front of shocked shoppers. Do you think that he, I mean, obviously had the money to buy it. Mm. But cheese and wine, that's that's not low value items, is it? No. Bottle of wine's 10 quid upwards. Cheese can be very expensive these days or back then. I am, co- I am, of course, devastated for my family and friends whom I've let down and will seek the treatment that is clearly needed. I am not the first and I certainly won't be the last person to do something without rhyme or reason. What went through my head, only time will tell. Of course, I must apologise sincerely to Tesco, with whom I've had a long and genuine working relationship, and to all the staff at the Henley branch, many of whom... I've got to know over the years. I am so sorry for all my recent stupid and irresponsible actions. Hopefully in the future, I can make amends. My dad used to live in Henley. Um, Yeah, I used to go to college there as well. So I know the Tesco is not in the city centre. I don't know if that makes it better or worse, but it seems like he's, I think you would have had to get in the car to go up there. He's gone out of his way to shoplift. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. But some people like feeding obese people McDonald's, and some people get off on shoplifting. <laughs> it's just the way the the way the cookie crumbles and the way yeah. the world works. The rich tapestry. Anyway, Barry Busy Day comes in, um, and mm-hmm. he works there. It has been quite bad lately as prices rise. As always, it's not worth the lives of our staff to protect cucumbers. I'm not sure how you expect to deter criminals. They know it's illegal and they know they're being filmed. The main thing people could do to help, other than returning any baskets they see tipped around the village, would be to note down any addresses or license plates they notice the culprits getting away in. Yeah, okay. Did this guy works at the shop? Yeah. Listen to this response. I've called I've called this person Tina Twat. She says, Barry, so you expect the general public to do your job now? I certainly would not like to be seen taking the note of license plates of thieves. It's about time the co-op did something to protect staff and customers instead of letting people walk out with baskets of food they've not paid for. Wow. Barry responds. Mm. The question was not the question was, what can people do to help? If you do not want to, you do not have to do anything. Of course, if they park at the shop, we can go ourselves. But if we followed them down the street, we'd only be leaving fewer staff in the shop, which I doubt is the solution people want. I'm sure at the next AGM, as a co-op member, you'll vote to increase funding for security. (laughs) No, she won't. No. She won't be leaving the comfort of her own. No. No, unless it happens on Facebook, she won't be taking part. No. And then... um, We've got the final comment on this thread. It's from uh, Ricky Random. And he says Tesco ones can can pull people out of wells. Tesco what? Baskets, I presume, can pull people out of wells. Are they strong, are they? Must be. Okay. Thanks, Ricky. Nice one, Ricky. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that. That's the co-op. Bad week for the co-op. Co-op's been hit hard twice. Hit hard but twice in a week. People will keep going there because they've got nowhere else to go for their small shops. Yeah. And I've got a little update for you, actually. Mm. And it's just come in recently, like in the last hour on the on the group. Let me see if I can find it. Because I'd had this prepped and then. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're getting there. We're getting there, Lee. An hour ago. Can we just give it up to all the fabulous members of the co-op in Cottenham for their dedicated work and friendliness to help us get the food and supplies we need every day? Even with some hardships, they get the job done. Hats off to you all beautiful beautiful and you know what i echo that sentiment 
I do too. I think that's a beautiful place to um, end episode yeah. one of season three. Yeah. The people of co-op, they're doing their best. What have you got to say, really? Yeah. What more can you say? Yeah. I'd also actually like to add that there's a few champions for bringing the tills back and getting rid of the self-serve tills. And as a veteran user of that co-op, I can tell you, before the self-serve tills were in there, you could guarantee to be in a five to ten minute queue in the co-op. And now those self-serve tills are in there, you are in and out in no time at all. Yeah, I mean, they have their advantages and disadvantages, don't they? Yeah, it's the scales that are the problem. When you put something on, it doesn't quite register it properly. I like the IKEA self-service deals because if I've got 10 plastic boxes with me, I'm only scanning mm. nine of them. And I always get caught out and they do, oh, please wait for a member of staff to come over. We're doing a random spot check on you. Yeah, and, you're, and you've like, been shoplifting again. I've been shoplifting again. But what I, I just I just decide that I'm going to own it. And they're like, oh, oh, well, I only need nine if I counted wrong. Like yeah, that. Like that. Um, but they come over, they count them all, and they don't say a word about it. Happens every time. Well, it just let you take. Why are you buying so many plastic boxes from IKEA? Um, storage at home. <laughs> you're, obs- <laughs> you're a shoplifter, and you can't help it. No, I, I, plastic boxes at home for right. uh, storage bunkering. But that's another podcast. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we we can talk about your bunker another time. <laughs> That'll be good. Well, next, well, let's have then our next bonus episode. We won't commit to when it is because Lee's busy getting a business up and running. But there will be a bonus episode, and on yeah. that, Lee will analyse my beat the gong performance. Yeah, if you can get up and running, then we will we'll go for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, until next time, then, listeners. Thanks as ever. Thanks to all of those of you that have, you know, this is your third season for some of you, and that's a kind of a big deal. Mm, well done. Yeah. I commend you. Season one was shit, so you really put up with a lot. Yeah. Season three hasn't started amazingly, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get better. We'll get better as we go along. Okay. Thank Thanks, you. Lee, for your glowing endorsement of the episode. And until yeah. next time, listeners, um, like, share, tell your friends, uh, tell them to start on Peter Popoff because that's probably the best episode. Bye, Lee. Goodbye, Neil. And that's the end of another encounter with the villagers. Hope your week isn't as stressful as theirs. And tune in next week for more Village in Crisis. <laughs> <laughs>